Hello, everybody. Hello. We are here with boy, oh boy, conversations with Gray and JC Grayson. JC. It's been so long, Grayson. So long. You've been avoiding me. Too long, I'd say. So, so long. I'm lying. It's not too long. This is like kind of how I'd like to keep it. That's messed Maybe up. Maybe okay. That hurts my feelings. It has been over a week since we last spoke. It's true. It has. It has. Because we've recorded the last episode early on like a Monday or something, which is Tuesday. Just- was it? I think it was a Tuesday. Maybe I recorded with Steven on Monday then. That might be it. I think that was probably it. But point is, it's been over a week since the last recording of Boy Oh Boy. So and I even can... longer than that since I've seen you in person. That's true because the last episode or two were pre-recorded. Or, well, no, well, remotely recorded and mm-hmm, pre-recorded. Mm-hmm. Both these things were true, which is a little bit sad, Grayson. It's a little bit sad, but... It is all worth it for this moment on episode 252, as we will just have so many topics, you know? So much to talk about. So many things to talk about. So let's get into it, Grayson. How has your week plus been? Um, Not great, actually. Not great? A lot of it has been plagued by my tummy hurt. Oh, no. Yeah. Not plagued by a hurt tummy again. My tummy, it's not doing good, JC. No. Uh, that's so sad. It's pretty messed up. I hear you have an ulcer. That's what my mom said. She's usually right. She's often correct. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to say it is. One, because I don't really understand what like an ulcer is. And two, um, if I admit it, then my mom will want me to go to the doctor. You and should, I don't want to go to the doctor. You should go. I don't know what an ulcer is either. I will be honest. I've heard of them. They sound like if untreated could probably be lethal. Well, I, I did look it up. Mm-hmm. To be like, how bad is this if it's bad? And yeah. The, the internet was like, if it's really bad, then it's bad and you need to go to a doctor. But if it's like bad but not that bad, then like you'll be fine. I guess so. But we don't know the severity. We don't know how bad. It's true. This is the only one I've had. This, Yeah, exactly. And then I also, no too, comparison. I think about these things where we're at a pretty young age to be suffering from so many ailments you know, only in our early, early 20s. It's true. Where sometimes we can be diagnosed and have these things that because we are so young and so youthful, they may not affect us as severely as other people despite being severe, i.e. my heart attack, you know? like it's true. People were not as quick to take, the, when I was in the hospital, not so quick to take it seriously because I wasn't presenting like all the old people who had heart attacks, you mm-hmm. know? So they were like, oh, it's not that big a deal. But then they would look at my troponin and they'd be like, oh, no, this is a very big deal. Jumbo you know? deal. Exactly. So your ulcer may be the same thing, Grayson. Maybe because you are so youthful and spry. I think that word. Would you describe yourself as spry, Grayson? You think I'm a spry person? Uh-huh. A spry young man. I don't see why not. Okay. So, yeah, exactly. This is you. So maybe you just you weren't affected by an ulcer like all the other people. It's possible. Mm-hmm. It's possible. It is. Spryness really goes a long way. It does. With ulcers. It does. Yeah. So, well, I would say the opposite. It goes a long way with maybe how you feel, but it's how lethal it is is still very real oh, okay. and valid. Yes. I don't think I don't think they're often lethal. I think you're on your way out of this planet. That's so messed up. This earthly realm. That's so sad. Yeah. Um. Apparently, they can be caused by just being super stressed out. And uh-huh. I'm super stressed out. So from what it would add up. Um, still being unemployed, not finding a job, um, the impending, uh, rent that will be due when I run out of money. Yeah. Which stock market is really in a, in a right now, you know, is that a good thing? That's a bad thing. Oh, that's a very bad thing. It could be a good thing for me. 
you know? Do you have a lot of money that you could throw into the market right now? I, I, I do. You do? Yeah. Um, I'll wait until you give me the green light. Yeah, wait a little bit. Okay, okay. I don't know if we, we've hit the bottom yet. Oh, no. This is sad. We're in a bad place, JC. Uh-oh. Our economy is not looking too but hot. But we can only go up from We here. just dropped below 2,700, Ooh. I think, today. Okay. On the... Uh, not 27, 3,700 on the S&P, which is not good. No. It was frightening when we dipped below 39. Oh, my gosh. The poor and it was S&P. frightening when we dipped below 4. No. Our peak was like 4,800, JC. We're not looking good. This is terrible it's news for the It's actually really bad. This is terrible, terrible news. What What did you... S&P is Minecraft, isn't it? No, no, no. Single. S and P... Oh, an ampersand. 500. 500? Well, yeah. As opposed to the S&P, like, 1,000. What? What's the difference? So, S&P is standards and pores. Pores? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like faces? P-O-O-R. Okay. I think it's a last name. Oh, like people, like the pores over there. Right. Yeah. I think both of them are last names of, like, two economists okay. who made the S&P 500. And then the 500 is because it's the 500 largest companies in the United States. This makes sense. So, it's... Their index of the 500 largest companies. This makes a lot of sense. I, did, I feel bad for the man whose last name was poor. I'm sure he was very wealthy, JC. I guess, but it just it feels like his, his namesake was the etymology of, of poor people. Yeah, it's possible. That's devastating for him. Etymology is weird. Actually, yeah, well, it's stupid. But I personally, not stupid, but... No, it's pretty stupid. A little stupid. I I would honestly be pretty stoked if my last name became meaningful, you know, because of me. I feel like I'm kind of shit out of luck there. I don't know if I'm. You kind of missed out. Yeah, reversing so the winds here. Um, but maybe JC, with an accent mark, could it could be mean a big something. deal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you expect my name to eventually mean? Were I to have this great impact? That's a great question, JC. Mm-hmm. Like, what do I think the highest probability of you having a great legacy, what that, that legacy would look like? Yes. Um, I think you're going to be famous for some accidental artwork that you make. An like accident. You, or like you do a tattoo on a famous person, and that tattoo becomes really emblematic of the famous person. Mm-hmm. And then so you like ride the coattails of that fame. I think the opposite. I'd make a horrible mistake tattooing a famous person. Also and so now possible. all also future possible. blunders in tattooing are a JC, you know? <laughs> like you really jc that one up it's a blowout like you've infected that's what it is any tattoo infection is a jc oh, i think good. so that'd, that'd be, be amazing that'd be very good yeah what is your name going to what is a rousher gonna be that's I a strong as word as little as possible Ooh. We I, don't. I sincerely just want to buy a cottage in the woods, live in the middle of nowhere and just make jam so we have changed up our plans since we were 17 is what it sounds like what do you mean? Well, when you were 17, world domination was still the route we were heading down. Listen, if I do that between now and a cottage, power to me. Yeah. I just need to end at the cottage. Yeah, that's why. Well, I feel like the world domination thing is usually only going to happen in the circumstance where that's our primary goal. Uh-huh. Because the cottage just... Feels- I'm kind of thinking of, of it as like a side quest. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just worry that the cottage is a little bit more attainable than the side quest huh. and so we might just hop straight to the end game you know i don't really see how okay yeah yeah okay uh, how it's attainable the cottage in the woods how it's attainable in this economy you know? oh i see i see i, see. I just told you about the s p 500 jc it's not looking hot move to a new country to a different there's economy so, there's so much worse off <laughs> 
No. We're, we're entering a Great Depression, JC, and no one's freaking out about it, and I don't know why. Because we'll be fine. We just survived a pandemic, you know? JC, if things get any worse, we're looking at three to four years minimum of recession. It's the Roaring Twenties right now, Grayson. Just enjoy it, okay? It is not the Roaring Twenties. It's the Roaring Twenties. It's not. It's 2022. You're no. our lord. The 2010s were the equivalent of this century's Roaring Twenties, which is the most no disappointing sense. thing of that. The Roaring Tens? <laughs> yep. That's terrifying. I didn't enjoy my Tens. I, I was, didn't either. I was not even a preteen for a couple of those years, you know? It's kind of messed up. Well, is a 10-year-old a preteen? I don't know if that qualifies. I think 11 and 12. Yeah, 11 a and 12 A 13-year-old honestly feels more like a preteen than a honestly teenager. Honestly true. Yeah. I think 14, 15 is where the... Well, re- honestly, 15 is where teenage starts. I don't know. I'd qualify 14. For maybe. If you're in high school in 14. But if you're in middle school in 14, no. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, fair. yeah. that's fair. That's uh, fair. And then 19, you're an adult. You know? You're True. not a teenager. 18 is the last good year, and even then people will side-eye you. Mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. So, as long as you are not legal, I guess this is the way to be a teen. Yeah. Or preteen. Sure. It makes sense. It makes sense. Where do you weigh in? I, some point in there, you lost me. Yeah. But I'm just going to say, yeah, for sure. Good. Yeah. Good, Grayson. Well, either way, I think this is an important episode of Boy Oh Boy for many reasons. Because okay. my tummy hurts? Not just your tummy hurts. Because <gasps> last week, your tummy also hurt. It's true. So it's not as special as it once was. Your I can tell you pains. it's hurting more. Oh, no. Does that make it more special? Like, more in quantity, like, because it's been a long time. You've had more days of stomach hurting or also in severity. Also in severity. The intensity of the pain is higher. The intensity. That's Both so Both of the things are true, but no. the intensity was what I was talking about. That's so devastating. What will you do to remedy this? Ignore it? Probably. Okay. Yeah. I, well, okay. Then if this is the case, we can't talk about it anymore on Boy Oh Boy. Because you're not solving your problem, Grayson, you know? We want solutions here. I drink a lot of Pepto-Bismol. That was kind of a solution. That You know what? We can talk about Pepto-Bismol. We can have a weekly Pepto-Bismol update, you know? I'm, I'm like halfway through my bottle. Oh, no. And then what do we do once I it's gone? Know. Who knows? I'll have to get another Pepto-Bismol Shit. bottle. Okay, okay, okay. We have a plan at least. We have a plan. Um, Grayson, I think you should visit a medical professional. I think you should. I just visited a medical professional this week. No shot. I went to a Texas med clinic on Monday, an emergency one. After I got out of work, I was there from 10 to 11 p.m., okay? Mm-hmm. And I went because for – I don't want – guys, I don't want to talk about my feet again. I don't want to talk about feet in general, but here we are, okay? It really seems like you're obsessed with feet, JC. I really – seems like you got a foot thing. I Well, I do have a foot thing at the moment, Grayson. We're about to get into it because uh-huh. I show up to the Texas Med Clinic because now it's been a couple of weeks where I've had a honestly very obviously infected – a big toe, right big toe. And for a while, I just ignored it because I was like, you know what? Hopefully, it'll just go away on its own. These things happen. Sometimes I'll get an ingrown toenail, a little bleed for a little blah, 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 blah. I was like, I'll just wait. It hasn't gone away. And now it hurts whenever anything touches it. And so I just figured this will probably be a problem if I don't address it. Right. So I went. And they, they seemingly... I normally, when you go to the Texas Med Clinic, they charge you right up front for your appointment, just whatever your copay usually is. And today, or not today, on Monday, I went to pay, and they were like, oh, no, we don't need it. And then when I left, too, they still told me they didn't need a payment. So I don't know why that happened. 
but I they just have it on file at this point. You go so often. I guess so. You bring up this is my third time in the last like four months. You you bring up a good point, but uh, the lady at the med clinic because it's always just different doctors who are there like on staff at the time. But the same lady I got this time was the one who was there and fixed my ears back in July. Do you remember this whole <laughs> I do remember event? That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and this that same visit was when my ears were messed up and my toe was messed up because it massively swelled for no reason. <laughs> and so when the doctor walked in, she was like, oh, I think I've seen you before. And I was like, yep, no, I'm back. And she's like, is it the same foot? Has it not gotten better? And I was like, oh, no, this is a different the other foot, lady. Thank you. And she confirmed immediately just by looking at it like, yeah, it's infected. And they had all the equipment out to rip off my nail because that might have been what they needed to do. But she said it looked like it could be salvageable. So she gave me these antibiotics. She gave me instructions for what to do. And so hopefully I won't have my toe amputated. Like ideally that doesn't happen. Right. But if it does, so be it. You know what? Uh-huh. I, I could have died a few months ago if I had to have my toe amputated, whatever. Your your body is really working against you, JC. A little bit, a little bit. Because this is, I had the strep throat, then the heart attack, then the ear infection and the big toe, and now an infected toe. Again, this is all since June. I don't <laughs> quite understand it. I don't quite understand it at all. Um, Something's going on, JC. Something is up. And I asked the lady, because I, I was like, I usually never get sick until this summer. And I, she already knew everything that had gone on with me, right? So, But I reiterated. I was like, is there anything that could be related, like autoimmune, whatever, like since the heart attack or before the heart attack that led to it? And she was like, ah, well, have you been more stressed than usual? And I was like, no, no, not really. And she, she was like, that's the only thing I can think of is like just you're, you're like you may be sleeping less, being a little bit more stressed. But I, I really truthfully feel so much less stressed since school ended. School was the most stressful thing ever. You know, mm-hmm. and since I've been out of school, I maybe I feel much less like I have a purpose and much less meaning in life. But I also do feel less stress overall. Maybe you're like a weird freak case where your body only functions under stress. Maybe like the moment you got any amount of relief, your body was like, wait, we don't have to like function at crazy. And optimal, just all gave and up. And just gave up. That makes a lot of sense. Because I, I mean, honestly. I, the last time I was actually like stressed, stressed out was when we did your cock live stream <laughs> and like moments before we thought everything wasn't going to work because like you didn't import the files. Is there any chance you could rephrase that sentence <laughs> so that you don't say the last time we did your cock stream? Everyone knows. <laughs> the Cowards Open Championship Knockout Wrestling Tournament called Cock on your live stream at twitch.tv slash gray underscore the underscore gray. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was an improvement. <laughs> because like moments before we went to go live, I think we realized we hadn't done something very simple that we should have done in advance. And I think it was like setting up all your graphics. And so we were going to be late for the arbitrary time we set up for the <laughs> fake wrestling tournament. And that's, this is when I was stressed out. Oh. Um, but... I felt great afterwards, you know, once it got done, felt amazing. So, so maybe so, maybe so. But I, I asked the lady and she was like, no, unless you're like not stressed, unless you're not sleeping, it really probably isn't anything. Cause they also, when I was in the hospital, they ran tests to see if I had any autoimmune disorders and they mm-hmm. said I did not. So I, there, there's no real explanation. And then the lady, she's so sweet, this lady, right? 
my first visit at the med clinic, I thought she hated me, the doctor. Mm-hmm. But the second one, I think she kind of likes me now. But when she was exiting the room, she like was about to close the door and she opened it back up and she came back in and she looked at me. And she was like, and like another thing is you, 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 and maybe, maybe you've already done this, but you're, you're still in the process of grieving the loss of your healthy body. And so you just have to come to terms with the fact that that's not the life you have anymore. And I was like, oh, thank you. And then she left. <laughs> and I was so confused. <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> I get what she was going for, but it was so, oh, oh. JC, are you grieving the loss of your healthy body? I guess so. I need to fucking start, apparently. This is what's been causing me all these infections, is that I haven't grieved the loss of my healthy body. That I haven't accepted that this is my life now. Um, which I just thought was just such an insane conversation. That um, is a, that I don't even have a response. You haven't watched it, and I don't know if you will, but Nathan Fielder's new show, The Rehearsal, he like the the doctor reminds me exactly of the mom in the rehearsal. Mm. The lady who raises the fake kid with Nathan, which again means nothing to you. Mm-hmm. But she is just like a Jesus freak. And, <laughs> and this is what I suspect my doctor is as well. Um, but she's nice is the point. And she said that if I do go back and have to have my toe removed or my toenail removed to make sure she's the doctor in the office because the other doctors aren't qualified to do it, which I don't, I don't know why she specifically is, but that is a weird thing to like be the only one qualified for. But also like, why would you need to check to make sure she's the doctor in the, like, shouldn't they check if she's the only one qualified? Right. If I'm like, Hey, I need to have this procedure. And then I show up and no one is authorized. Like to do would so. one of the doctors just wing it? What? what the fuck? You just said, well, one of the doctors still wing it. And then Siri said, still on it. Still on it. Still on what? I don't know. What did you assign Siri to do? I have no clue. Are you having Siri record this conversation without my consent? <laughs> yes. That's so fucked up. I guess it's allowed we are in Texas. I can't do anything about it legally, but I can mm-hmm. be hurt by it. It's true. You just want to you want to undercut boy oh boy. You want to release this before the official release so I'm you can leak profit. It. Yeah. So you can get all the money from boy oh boy. It's true. That's fucked up, Grayson. That is so fucked up. Either way, I hopefully will have a healthy foot again. It seems like it's doing better. I have a little bit more medication. I've been following all the rules, and it's not as purple and black. Black is not the right word, but it's not as dark and purple and swollen as it was a few days ago, which I think is good. I hope That's it's an good. improvement. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I did my MRI, my follow-up MRI for my heart the other day, too. Uh-huh. Also on Monday, wow. Monday morning. And this time, when they injected me with the radioactive tracer, it didn't hurt. So that's good. You know, that is a, that's a good thing. Yup. Yup. And I sat in a little tube for an hour and a half. Very good. Breathing in and out. Very good. You have a nice relaxing time. Honestly. Yeah. Because I, that was up in, we didn't think to book that appointment in Austin or Round Rock. Instead, they booked it at the hospital where I was staying, which is a fair assumption for the hospital when they're booking my appointment, you know, mm-hmm. that they would do it at the same place. But that means it's an hour and a half away from where I live. And the the appointment was for eight a.m. So I had to leave at like six uh, on Monday morning, and so I was very tired. And I basically got to like half sleep inside the MRI machine. Mm-hmm. You know, just as long as I was awake and cognizant for the breathing prompts, I was all good. 
Mm-hmm. You know? Do they not, like, give you a movie to watch or something like that? No. The first time it was complete silence, and sometimes they would come on and talk to me and be like, okay, half an hour left, or okay, just a couple more images, right? But this time, they took me out halfway through. Well, they did the first time, too, when they inject the tracer. Um, and then when they put me back in, there was just country music playing. It's just out of nowhere, halfway through the procedure. And then it didn't stop until I was done. So I, that is the movie, I guess, that I got. It was just, it was not pleasant. I wouldn't imagine it would be. It made the experience much worse. Yeah. Because, like, what I'll do, like, sometimes is just pass the time, like, if I'm sitting in silence, is I will just, like, not sing songs for myself, but, like, play songs for myself in my head, right? Right. And this is what I was doing essentially for the first like hour I was in that machine. And then when the country music came on, it made it physically impossible for me to conjure up any other song aside from the one I was listening to. Right. It was miserable. I don't think I would enjoy getting an MRI. That sounds like an unpleasant experience. The first one was horrible because they send you back into the machine. Like you're laying on flat on your back and Mm -hmm. they send you backwards into it. And you don't know when it's going to stop. So I'm like, is my full body going to be inside of here? Because that would be fucking horrible, right? Is it just my head? Is it just my chest? So you don't know, like, at what point it's going to stop. Or, like, if it's done stopping or if it's going to move you back further later. And so the first one was always, like, this fear of, like, is my full body going to be inside of here? Because that just that, that, that freaks me out a little bit, you know? Because mm-hmm. there's really not that much space to worm your way out of if you need to it's especially terrifying when you consider that they have a dual purpose as an incinerator they could turn that fire on at any moment (laughs) that would be a little unfortunate um but uh, the second time around i knew i was only going in from like my sternum up Uh so i was like okay i know i'm here i know i can like launch myself out with my legs at any given point if i need to right and so it wasn't as bad i it almost concerns me that that's what gave you comfort like knowing that you could launch yourself <laughs> well yeah like what do you think is going to happen what if it like the machine starts going like bram, 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 like really loud i mean that's what it does usually is it makes sounds really <laughs> okay. loud but like what if it like starts malfunctioning or like what if it collapses or something like that i don't know what if someone starts crawling in from the other end what like do you it, mean? there are there are openings on either side. Right, but why would someone crawl in? I don't know. I don't know what the motives of these people are. JC. What? I don't the the feeling of being trapped is not a pleasant one. I understand. That is enough. But like What if they forget like I'm in here? <laughs> They're not going to forget. But let's say like hypothetically someone starts crawling in from the other end. What is the like sincere difference between your legs being exposed and your legs not being exposed? Because if my legs are not exposed, um, yeah, if I'm fully inside the machine, I can't use my legs as leverage to like hook onto the machine and get me out quicker. Does that make sense? Like if I am laying on the bed and my legs are outside, I, I like you're, you're on like a regular doctor bed, right. right? And the doctor bed slides into a cylinder. Yeah. Okay, if my legs are outside the cylinder, my legs can push off of the outside of the cylinder, you know, like the circle edge of the cylinder, push off of it and help me get out. If my full body is trapped inside, I have to like wiggle my way out. I'm not sure the dimensions of the MRI MRI machine. And obviously you've put a lot of thought into the mechanics. I had nothing to do but sit there in silence. What do you want me to do? so much thought into (laughs) your different routes of escape throughout this. 
that I'm not going to question it. I'm sure if you were in one as well, you would too. You would also think, how can I get out of this if I need to? I would think to myself, man, this is boring. This sucks. They have you would be even oh, more this terrified. Sounds terrible. You're a bigger person. I feel stuck in there, and I am quite small. I feel like in stature, you know, but I have my little ball. I could squeeze at any point if there was an emergency. Mm. So, it was okay. It was okay. And again, the second one wasn't a bad experience. The second one, I knew what was happening. So. It was quite pleasant, actually. That's good. Except for the country music. Except for the country music. Except for that. Except for that. Um, and I get my results on Wednesday. Wow. So this is an exciting time. Why does it take so long for an MRI? What do you mean? Well, because in my head, an MRI is just like is like an, an x-ray, like mm-hmm. a picture or like a quick video. Mm-hmm. Why does it take so long? Well, it depends on how much they're getting. So, like, if you're doing a full-body MRI, that shit will take forever because they're doing your full body. If they're doing your arm, it's going to be super quick, right? You just stick your arm Mm -hmm. in it, and you're fine, and you move it around a lot. But with your heart, your lungs, I guess, block the image of your heart. And so they have to, like, specifically time, like, the whole time you have headphones on, and they're reading to you, like, take a deep breath in and then release and then hold your breath. And then it beeps until you can breathe again. And sometimes it goes very long, like longer than they should be. If there are like old people in that machine, ain't no way they're holding their breath for as long as they want you to sometimes. Mm -hmm. But you have to hold your breath so your lungs are like not filled with air. So that way they can get a better read of the heart. And then they have to like do all different positions of that. So they have to time your breathing, get a whole bunch of photos. And then if you are obscured in any of them, they have to redo the whole bunch at the end. Oh yeah, so I th- I think the heart is specifically difficult because your lungs. Oh yeah, it's they weird. should really just take them out and then take the pictures and then put them back in the lungs. Yeah, probably probably, probably it'd be a little, little more faster. efficient. Yeah. Why not just have me on my back, right? That's also a great question. But then I, I guess you wouldn't have the front of the heart, but it probably raids you from both sides. That's why it wraps your whole body. Yeah, so I don't know, I have no idea, but either way, Grayson. Either way, we're done. We're hopefully on Wednesday there are positive results. And then if not, so be it. You know, <laughs> we'll figure it out from there. Um, But what else have you been doing, man? Man, I don't know. Not don't much? Know. Not too much? I've been doing this and that. Uh, I did some more job applications, which obviously I never hear back from. Um. I've been doing a little bit of painting, not a ton. So where does the time go? I have no idea. Yeah. Sometimes I just like get up and I'm like, man, how is it not? I don't know. Right. Like I feel and I know we're not supposed to talk about high school on this podcast and I would never. But I feel like in high school, I would accomplish so much. Like so many things. A whole day day of school. I would go home and then a whole nother day of like doing things, right. you know? And now it's like I have work and I feel like I do nothing at work and then I get back and I don't do anything at home. Right. You know? And I don't know if it's just because the things I was doing back then in high school felt more important. Like I felt like I had a future mm-hmm. and now I'm at a point where I realize I don't. So even though I'm doing comparable amounts of things, they just feel less meaningful. I don't know. I don't even have that. Okay. I'm just here. And then suddenly the time is gone. I'm like, man, what a day. That's devastating. I do my laundry sometimes, mm-hmm. but that takes up like maybe 20 minutes total no. out of the day. Not including time waiting between. Yeah. But 
like between then I'll I do some drawing. I've streamed a few times. You have. I just I, I don't know what happens to the time. Suddenly it's like I get up in the morning, I go take my shower, and then nothing happens, and then suddenly I'm in bed again. And I'm like, what? It's t- it's weird. Yeah. I don't understand how it happens. It sounds like hell. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have you considered terrible. getting a job? Even one now. We're at a point where maybe you don't have to take the most perfect, beautiful job ever. Maybe just a job. Oh, I'm I'm thinking about it. Yeah. I'm considering it. Considering the alternative is hell, you know? Yeah. I feel like we can't get much worse. No, you raise, you raise a good point. Uh-huh. Because even if it is like you don't enjoy the job, at least you'll have some sense of accomplishment because there is an income, you know? This is true. I would mostly want it to force me to leave my apartment because I don't think I've left my apartment in like two, three weeks. That's also true. It's a problem. Yeah. And sometimes like like I'll get up in the morning and I'll think to myself, I'm going to just go for a walk today. You mm-hmm. know, I need to get out. I haven't gotten out in a week. And then I forget that that's what I'm like planning to do. And then I'm in bed and I'm like, man, I meant to go to for a walk today. Yeah. I meant to go outside. It's so weird because you see on social media, and I guess social media is not the most accurate depiction of things, but there are people you follow when they're like doing stuff every day, you know, like going out with people doing things. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is so not realistic. Like, how does anybody do that? They're, but at the same time, I'm not doing anything else. So it's like what I, it doesn't make sense to me. I simultaneously feel like I have no time to do anything. Yes. Yet, like, I've, I'm doing nothing. Yes. And it doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. Now, the accurate truth is that I'm doing nothing, but I always feel like I don't have enough time, and I don't understand it. How can I be out of time when I do nothing? I do nothing, JC, and yet I have no time. Maybe this is related to more deeply rooted existential concerns, Grayson, you know? You feel like you're doing nothing. Your life is meaningless. But at the same time, you don't have enough time to do your nothing. You know? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't think it's even like an existential thing. I think I'm just, I I need something to do. I think you need to read Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Is his name Viktor? I don't know. I think it's Viktor. He was in the Holocaust is the thing. Poor guy. And then he said that people derive their meaning from almost being killed or something like that you know that's a stupid thing <laughs> that's <think>. not <laughs> well obviously he thinks that he was almost killed well he became well because he was like a big old doctor beforehand uh-huh. and he was writing this book and it became very very important right because he became a very very big psychiatrist person you know mm-hmm. and became a very influential person in the world of, of psychiatry and he had this textbook planned and all his notes and the one thing that got him through the Holocaust because his entire family was murdered was that he just wanted to be able to publish his, his findings and stuff. And like, and so that was the thing that got him through it all because he was saying that all the people he witnessed die, they died because they didn't have anything that they were like any reason to live, you know? So profound. Only people with a reason to live have a reason to live. Isn't it's that something? really remarkable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good book because most of it's about his experience in the Holocaust. And it's like, oh shit, it's just interesting to read about. Mm-hmm. You know, and then he gets into the theory. It's crazy that the Holocaust happened. It doesn't feel real. I'm not a Holocaust. <laughs> what the heck, JC? It's just insane that the, that happened. The Holocaust denier arc. 
<laughs> it's just it doesn't feel like how can that happen and i know there are atrocities happening like right now like as we speak which is kind of insane mm-hmm. but an atrocity on that scale is just insane that it happened like as like our great-grandparents were alive right and fucking insane it's crazy that that's like not even a standout thing from that war either because like if you consider the acts of the japanese empire like the holocaust might even be smaller than some of the things they did, which is insane. So you're minimizing the impact of the Holocaust. Have you heard about the rape of Nanking? I have. There was that guy on TikTok who was like, I got exclusive photos from it. And then everyone was like, no, these photos are on Google. They're not. That's hilarious. <laughs> did you not see that video? <laughs> I feel like I might have. Okay. I feel like I remember seeing one of the TikToks refuting that video. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's funny. But I mean, just, but it wasn't as large scale as the Holocaust, right? I mean, the individual event of the Rape of Nanking, but the overall atrocities committed by the Japanese Empire certainly mm-hmm. was. More of more people dead. Probably. That's crazy. I mean, if you think about Not the population density of China. Yeah. They were just sweeping through China, raping and killing. No, poor China. Yeah, China <laughs> has not forgiven them to this day, and I don't blame them. To this day? Yeah, well, part of it is that Japan still has not apologized for the rape of Man King. Yeah, also, like, I know you don't care, but in Japanese wrestling, like, there was a very famous wrestler named, I think, Giant Baba was his name, and he was actually Chinese, but he lived in Japan and became, like, a massive wrestler, Mm -hmm. and then he always, like, just let it people think that he was japanese he never like came forward about like his actual nationality mm-hmm. and then i think someone in like the yakuza found out and they had him killed um which is kind of crazy just because he was chinese that's pretty wild yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 but these things happen i guess i guess so <laughs> this is so sad this is so tough man just another example of the japanese in, atrocities uh, iran right now hmm? in mm-hmm. iran there was i think it was a i want to say it's a reporter but she was killed because she wouldn't wear a headscarf out in public. Oh, an American reporter? or I don't think she Iranian. was an American okay. reporter. I don't, I don't know the full context of it. But a whole bunch of protests are going on now because, like, obviously you can't kill people for not wearing a headscarf. <laughs> uh-huh. That seems a little bit, like, wrong and bad. But bad. now Iran doesn't have internet. Like, the government has shut it down, seemingly. So people can't spread so stories about... So people can't about talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> dead journalists? Oh, man. Or is it punishment? Like, no more killing journalists, guys. We're taking away the internet. No, no, no. It's so that word doesn't get out about okay, okay. the ongoing mistreatment of women in the country. Oh, just women as a whole. Yeah. Okay. Because apparently you can get sentenced to prison for not wearing a headscarf. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a reporter from the United States. This is why I saw this earlier today, which is why I'm thinking about it. I think she's from the United States. Um, and she was going to do an interview with the president of Iran or prime minister or I don't know how their government works. I think president um, at the UN Global Summit. And he wouldn't show up because the reporter refused to wear a headscarf during the interview. Oh. Which is crazy. Yeah, a little crazy. I mean, not crazy. Like, it's probably to be expected. But, like, I mean, yeah, if you're willing to kill people for not wearing a headscarf, then, yeah. Yeah, wanting to be around them is also fair. Not fair, but you know. I was legitimately considering, Grayson, a few, like, a month or two ago... When I was feeling very meaningless, very purposeless, um, mm-hmm. and I was like, and my mom was telling me all about her her best friend, Amy, who is like the military nurse that she's friends with, right? Mm-hmm. And about just all her experiences there, how much she likes it, just 
and how much security there is in it. And part of me was like, why don't I could legitimately like if now or when I'm 30, just enlist in the military as like a journalist, you know, mm -hmm. and like that doesn't sound that bad. Like I don't like journalism, but I feel like if it like had actual me, like if I wasn't reporting on like high school basketball games and like you were actually reporting on like war crimes, that could be like a very meaningful like thing. That and actually you, sounds kind of sick. It does sound sick, but then there's the risk of death. But then also, too, I think... Like, who cares? Yeah, like, honestly, like, le legitimately, my thought is, I, I had this heart attack a few months ago, and I was so ambivalent, not ambivalent, I was so okay with dying, where I'm like, I probably, it wouldn't be that bad, you know? Right. If I died, like, I would die. And you go out in a pretty cool way. Yeah, being a military journalist, you know? Ernest Hemingway was a military journalist. Yo. And things turned out great for him. Yeah? Most, mostly. I feel like the things that would hold me back at this point is that I do have tattoos. Is that allowed? Mm, I don't know. A, a they probably don't care about their journalists, you know? Like, as much I feel as like soldiers. military guys have a lot of tattoos, right? Yeah, but they're all ones that I think are, like, sanctioned by. Like, they have to get permission because mm. your body belongs to the military. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> that is kind of crazy. Man. You know what's also crazy? What? You know our drone strike, pro strike program? I mean, you've mentioned it. 15% civilian casualty rate. <laughs> oh, boy. 50% of the people that are killed by drone strikes are civilians. A cool 85 success rate? 15% are innocent civilians. 15 or 50? 15. Okay. Okay. That's better than 50. It's better than 50, <laughs> but it really should be zero. Do you think those numbers are even accurate? Do you think that's them trying to cushion it is the 15? Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. There's no shot that it's only 15%. Probably closer to the 50 it's probably closer to the 85. Oh, no. This like, is like consider for a moment, JC. How do they know? <laughs> Who are we technically targeting in these attacks? Exactly. Like, what's, what's, what's stopping the U.S. military from being like, no, no, no. We had evidence that they were, they were secretly planning mm -hmm. something. 15 is only the American civilians that we murder. Right. This makes more yeah. sense. All the military journalists <laughs> that are on our side. That's tough. Oh, it's oh, but that would be a lame way. Like, I wouldn't be happy if I went over to do military reporting and then I get killed by my own country. You know, that'd be a little unfortunate. There's a high probability of that. I feel like more likely than not. I feel like there's a higher probability that you get killed by the U.S. military than you get killed by whoever the U.S. military claims to be fighting. That's tough. And then also to just like the idea of like not even dying at war. Cause like if you die and a bomb blows up, okay, that happens. Mm -hmm. But if you die and it's like, well, first you're going to be trapped in a, in a cave for six months or two years and then they behead you. Mm -hmm. I really, I don't, I'd prefer that not happen. Right. You know? Yeah. So like if I could join and it'd be like guarantee of no beheadings, I'd be like, you know what? Pretty tempting. Right. But I mean, I the probability know. is very low. I guess so. But I just listened to this whole like podcast about, this this journalist who was beheaded so it's like ah uh -huh. you know it's tough hear me out though jc okay think about how big the u.s military is mm -hmm. think about how few casualties there are yeah very low very low probably fewer u.s military casualties than there are civilian casualties caused by the u.s military really this I was exciting. I would bet on that. This I don't know exciting. the numbers but i would bet no, you're you're right just spread whatever information man we're good <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. W are you going to join the military? No, I don't think so. What happened to Space Force? I would sign up for Space Force. Well, there you go. That's the military. I mean, yeah, but right now it's basically just the Air Force. I don't want to sign up for the Air Force. That's lame. Why don't you become a Marine? That's like the worst one to sign up for. What do you mean? That's, it's like, it goes Army, Infantry, mm -hmm. Marine. 
Those yep. are the worst two. Do it. If I'm signing up for the military, I, I, like if I have to sign up, uh-huh. like World War Three starts tomorrow, they're open enlistment. I'm probably going Navy. Navy. What's the one that everyone is impressed by? Is it a SEAL? The Navy SEALs are, yeah. Is that that's the big. one that people look at and are like, oh, man, I mean, that's impressive? Well, like every single branch has their own elite force. Yeah. So for the Navy, it's the Navy SEALs. For the Army, it's the Green Berets. That doesn't sound that impressive. Green Berets sounds very flamboyant, you know? If you say so. A bunch of men wearing Green Berets? This doesn't sound intimidating. They're one of the most elite forces to ever exist. I'm sure they're probably great guys, potentially. But, like, the name isn't super intimidating. It doesn't inspire if you, if you fear. say so. Well, are you, does that inspire fear in you? I mean, kind of. If, you, if you're J- Japan in, in World War II, you were afraid of the Green Berets? I don't know if the Green Berets were around in World War II, mm-hmm. but if they were, yeah, I'd be kind of spooked. Berets make me think of French people, and French people are not intimidating. At one point in time, they were one of the strongest militaries to ever exist. Do you think the French are intimidating at this point in time? No. Do you still associate them with Berets, though? Not really, actually. Okay. Hmm. Maybe that's just a me thing. Maybe. I think baguettes, berets, and like those mime outfits. I think baguettes. Yeah. But I also think croissants. Can we talk about this? Because people want to be like, oh, bread is so unhealthy. Bread is so unhealthy. Don't eat bread. But then also I look at the French and all they eat is bread. And so many of them are very attractive. Well, that's because they smoke a lot. And so they're just scrawny. Yeah. Okay. But I don't think my, my – I'm thinking specifically of my high school French teacher, Miss Tuzon, because she was so skinny. She never smelled like cigarettes, and she ate multiple baguettes a day, like, over the course of her, like, school day. Good for her. Yeah. And it's like – but she was, like, as scrawny as you could be, you know? Maybe she was just hiding it – good at hiding the cigarette smoke. Maybe. Part of it also is maybe they just become really good at digesting bread. Like, have you ever heard about how the, the Dutch, they had a huge famine? Okay. And then the subsequent generations were really fat because when food came back, all of their bodies yeah. were adapted for, like, super low-calorie diets. Okay. So maybe it's something like that. I would li- Is that what I'm setting up my kid for? Is a, just a supreme susceptibility to being fat? It's possible. That's so Who unfortunate. Knows? That is very tough. That is very tough. Um, yeah, so I think I may become French. Is that... Sound good? Please don't. I could move to France and just eat bread. I'd have to learn French again, which I'm not really looking right, forward to. Yeah. yeah. And then you'd have to interact with French people. That's true. They're not the most pleasant folk, are they? No. Oh. Uh, no. But Miss Tuzon was very nice. And Madame Maurice? Morris? Madame Morris was also very nice. That's so, good to know. Yeah. I feel like the French outside of France are nice people. I the gotcha. French in France, I don't think seem very nice. And to be fair, Miss Tuzon was, I think, Moroccan. So Well, that'll that'll do it. That yeah. will do it. That will, just a little bit. Um, also, my French teacher in college was dope. You know? he, I think he became a cop. He gave up on teaching French a year later and became a cop. But That's happened. quite something. Yeah, he was a... Is he from... He was, he was from some country over there. And... He was just the bulkiest, biggest dude ever, you know? Not fat, bulky, but, like, jacked. Like, how do you have time to be a professor and be this big? It didn't Mm -hmm. make sense, you know? Good for him. It makes sense he's a cop, honestly. Right. It was more fitting of his abilities, I think. I feel like he'd be very successful in Canada as a cop. In Canada as a cop? Yeah. Probably. In Quebec? I feel like having a, a bilingual police officer is probably a selling point in Canada. 
I feel like most of them probably just are. It might like it probably could be a requirement if you're in one of those French speaking. I cities. know for uh, like public officials, mm-hmm. like in the Canadian federal government, they do have to be bilingual. That is so exciting. No, it's messed <laughs> oh, up. Oh, what? It's so stupid. What do you mean? Just simply learn another language, man. That's so dumb. Oh. The it's fact that they have put up with the French this much, it's upsetting. I'm sorry about that, man. I don't know. I think the move to French Canada might be the one to make. For you? Yep. Go for it. Do you think I could get deployed there as a journalist in the military? I'm going to throw this out there. Absolutely not. What about France? Do you think I could do some military reporting over there? We send a shocking number of troops to europe Yo. so it's possible let's go well europe is not where i want to be i want to be specifically in france it's 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 more feasible i think than french canada okay algiers uh, there's a good chance that you'll end up in scandinavia just recently i guess we sent some tactical bombers over to sweden and norway Ooh, what are they doing um there's a very high likelihood that russia uses nuclear weapons in the war with ukraine oh so we may be moving uh, certain military assets around in order to retaliate effectively in that scenario. That story's like a year old, you know? Like, who's even thinking about Ukraine anymore, you know? It's not good, JC. Uh-oh. Why did we stop talking about it? Or did I just stop listening to it's the news? It's just the news cycle going in and out. That's so But uh, it picked up again recently because Ukraine had like a really, really strong counteroffensive. And so they've almost reclaimed all of the Ukraine. This is tough. It's actually pretty cool for them. Wait, the Ukra- um, I thought you were talking about Russia reclaiming the Ukraine. No, no, oh, no. The okay. Ukrainians Ukraine had a Ukraine. great counteroffensive. I understand. Pushed the Russians back, and uh, I guess the Russian government's really freaking out. I guess this is why it's not in the news cycle. I just phased out of listening to you for two seconds about it, you know? Well, yeah. So, that's tough. Yeah. Point is, Putin might be getting desperate, and he uh, has publicly said he is not. he's not hugely opposed to using nuclear weapons. That'd be interesting to be alive for a nuke being used. No, it wouldn't. Because we wouldn't be alive. What do you mean? If anyone uses a nuke and then there is retaliation for that nuke, we all die. We probably don't retaliate is the thing. What do you do then? We have to accept it. Kind of like they did with us, no? Let's say... (laughs) Wait, no, the Japanese did not just accept it. They had no retaliation effort. Huh? They had no answer. When we used a nuke, they had no answer. That's what I mean. Oh, you mean they couldn't have even if they wanted to? Right. They didn't okay. have nukes. Other countries did, right? Did they just have no friends? No other country had nukes when we had nukes. No one else had nukes. We invented the nuke and then used it on Japan, and that ended World War II. And we didn't have any idea that like this was a bad thing? Like this was going to... Or we were just so confident no one else had it. We inv- what do you mean we were confident no one, no one else had it? No, how do people have it now? Well, because after you invent something, people replicate it. But we're not going out and, and spreading our, our nuclear... It's true. But it's like one thing to throw darts at a dartboard in the dark and hope you make a bomb. Yes. It's another thing to have all of the theory proven and all of the math done and all of the science out there. The splitting of an atom? Engineer it. Oh. Hmm. I but don't yeah, know. No, we were the only one with nukes in World War II. The only one. We made ones. two of them. That's so crazy. Technically, we made three. We tested one in New Mexico, and then we d- used two on Japan. They thought we had more. We let them believe that and then let them surrender. We used all our nukes on this little baby Japan. 
baby Japan. I mean, it's a small place geographically. It's a small place (laughs) geographically that just conquered all of China and Southeast Asia. Do you know how impressive that sounds? (laughs) It was impressive. Yeah, honestly. But it was also one of the most brutal imperialistic conquests of all time. That is tough. That is tough. Well, I don't know. If they use a nuke and we are out of here, it happens. I don't know. I thought a few years ago we were going to get nuked, right? With, With... Kim over in North Korea. No, I didn't think that was going to happen. No, there was... I forget the point where it felt like it was... Oh, it may have been the Japanese... Not Japanese. The Hawaii thing when they sent their whole country into lockdown. That was pretty weird. Yeah, yeah, that was a weird, like, 15 minutes. But aside from that, you know, why would they target Hawaii? Uh, Because it's it's still a really major U.S. naval base. No, don't say that. Target San Antonio instead. Uh, Don't do that, guys, please. Um, I don't know, Grayson. But, like, well, well, so your argument is Russia nukes Ukraine. Yeah. Probably a number of times. Tons of nukes, decimates the Ukraine, wipes everyone out. Mm -hmm. The U.S. just like, man, that sucks. I Oops, mean, man, can't believe you did that. I think so. I don't think they're going to send any nukes back. Unless they start, like, nuking other places. But if it's just the one... Do you think that's an acceptable response? I didn't say that this is what they should do. I'm saying it's probably what will happen. Because they know the inevitability otherwise is we all will go. Man, I don't know. Yeah. It's spooky. I mean, I guess. I don't care. Like, it, it, I mean, I do care, but, like, it's... I don't have any control over it. It's true. So I am beholden to whether or not I get nuked. (laughs) Sometimes I think about, have you ever heard the stories of like, we almost nuked each other and destroyed the world, but one guy decided not to launch. Mm -hmm. That happened a bunch of times. Yeah. And what is... Too many times. Almost always been the decision. But hear me out, JC. (laughs) We have been incredibly, shockingly, unbelievably lucky like a dozen times. Our luck's eventually going to run out. Yeah. Well, again, it'll be an important moment in human history that we're here for. Just like 9 For about seven-tenths of a second. And then it'll be over. Well, the initial nuke probably won't hit Austin. It's true. So, we'll be around a little bit longer. I suppose so. Yeah. We could find a bunker somewhere, I'm sure. If if it's during Arizona trip, one of the places we could go to is the Lava Cave, which is just this cave in the middle of nowhere that my uncle took me to one time that was made by lava just, like, funneling through the ground. Mm-hmm. Have you been there? I don't think so. Oh. Well, we could go there is the point. It's underground. We could just hide in the Grand Canyon. Will that work? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just I can't imagine anyone nuking the Grand Canyon. I guess. That would be fucked up. That'd like, so no one's there. Up. They just do it to be a dick. That'd be so sad. That'd be terrible. Damn. But what if it, like, made it look cooler? It made no it an even it grander could. canyon. No, it wouldn't. What do you mean? It would just ruin it. It could make it an even grander canyon. No. Oh. I think Arizona already has a massive crater. And think about how crazy that would be. The Grand Canyon, but no one's allowed to go because you will get cancer. <laughs> like, that's crazy. <laughs> That's messed up. That would be insane. One of the seven natural wonders of the world that you're not allowed to go because some guy nuked it. That's a little sad. That is a little sad. Grayson, there are more important things to talk about than world destruction, okay? Of course. And that is the stress dream I had the other night. Oh, no. About 
all of the New York crew uh-huh. being on another trip together. Okay, so me, you, Han, Steven, Bim, and W. Um, but this time we went to Disney. But when Hans and I booked the Airbnb where we were staying, it was in my mind it was Martha's Vineyard. But like Martha's Vineyard, if it was close to Disney, uh-huh. do you know what Martha's Vineyard is? I do because it's in the news right now. Why is it in the? Oh, they sent all the immigrants there. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you're right. But it's basically this cute little, very rich mm-hmm. island in like by Cape Cod, you know. Mm-hmm. And you have to take a, a boat to get there, you mm-hmm. know. And so when we were at the Airbnb and at Disney, there was all the stress about how no one was motivated to get up in the morning to take the, the, the ferry to get to the park. Because I was like, oh, shit, I didn't consider we're on an island. We can't just go to the park. We have to take a ferry to get to the park. And then I was like, when the park closes, there aren't the ferry's not going to be running anymore. So how do we get back to the Airbnb? We'll have to leave the park early. And so at the end of the day, there was like no time to be at any of the parks. And so I was like, fuck, Hans. We didn't plan anything. Why do we book this on an island? You know? <laughs> And then I was pissed at everyone because everyone was just, like, sitting around. And Chargol was like, oh, I'm going to go do things with my friends over here. I'll see you guys later. I was like, well, what the f- Are we just waiting then? <laughs> so it was it was a mess. And I was like, why why did we even do this? That's crazy, JC. Yeah, I was so stressful, okay? It was so stressful. It is crazy Chargol would do that to us. I know, right? She's That's on vacation so with her friends up. and just abandons us. That's Honestly. fucked up. That is fucked up. And then also, too... Uh, I I think I have my first ever like recurring dream <gasps> where it's not like the same dream over and over again, but it's the same like plot device over and over again. Of course, where I lose control of an automobile, and then it's like I'm doing everything I should to stop this thing from crashing and killing me or someone else, but always the automobile just has its own life. It becomes autonomous and is not listening. You're to having me. nightmares about Teslas. About Teslas, it's true. It is true, Grayson. And so this has been one that's been very frequent. And then also I've developed in the last like couple of weeks a certainty that I think how I'm going to die is falling from a great height. Like I just – I'm pretty confident in that. Why? I don't know. It's just a feeling. Okay. And I wish there was more to it. But so maybe we cross Grand Canyon off of Arizona. Ooh, trip. maybe so. Yeah. Do you think Stephen would push me as a joke? <laughs> I think Steven would push you, but not as a joke. Steven trips <laughs> and knocks me down. No, I think he has some secret vendetta. Oh, he's, he's been just biding angry. his time for all these years. Oh, no. He finally takes it out on you. That would be a little unfortunate. He didn't edit enough TikToks shoves. He'd be justified. You know, I couldn't blame him. Guys, if that happens, don't hold Steven accountable. You know, he just, he didn't mean it. You know, yeah, it's okay. He's, he's just a messed up little boy. He's, he really is. He really is. We don't need to charge anything. We do not, Grayson. I also had on my list, and I don't know why this is here this week, but as far as life-changing moments go, Grayson, <gasps> I think you are very responsible for one for me, okay? Darn right. And the one I think – listen, <laughs> you the biggest impact, the most positive impact you've had on my life, you probably won't be happy to hear this, this but can you guess what it is? I don't want to. And I mean it like authentically. I'm like, already this is upset, thing. JC. Already upset? <laughs> I don't even know what it is yet, and I'm already upset. All, okay, listen. Because I'm legitimately so grateful for this. Because when we first met, and for many, many years before we met, I I had like just outright like OCD, right? And this was this was diagnosed, you know. And how I would express this is every single. I mean, I've told you this before. 
is every day when I'm at school, I would start building a log in my head of like the assignments and stuff I need to do once I get home that day. It's so, like all my homework. Mm -hmm. And so throughout the day when I wasn't like doing classwork and stuff like that, I would just be repeating in my head over and over again the assignments I have to do so I don't forget them by the end of the day. Mm -hmm. You know, and I never forgot an assignment, you know, but it's because I was repeating it constantly until I got home, right? And then you introduced to me this novel idea uh, in junior year of high school of writing it down. And then I started keeping a little notepad in my pocket where I wrote down my homework. Uh -huh. And then my obsessive compulsions went away. Wow. I know. Because it used to, it was not just that. Like, I would be like, whenever I would watch TV, I, I told you this before as well. I would have my phone next to me, and every, like, minute or two, I would check it and look at the charge and the time on my phone to make sure it was, like, charging. And I don't know why I would check the time, but I would. And it would just, it would be what I do, you know? Mm -hmm. And I don't do these things anymore. And I think it is because of my notepads. Let's go. <laughs> I know, I know. I always loved those notepads. Those things were great. And I don't know why the fuck I was so stupid until the age of seven. Like, why couldn't I figure that out on my own? I don't know. Sometimes it just needs to be the right notepad. You know? Maybe. Well, some of them, yeah. If it's if it rains and then the, the, the ink from the composition leaks onto the pages, you know? You have to get the spirals because those ones don't have ink that leaks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you relate? No. I didn't think I'm so. I'm just going to agree. Well, because listen, you know what a composition book is? Yes, of course. Those ones in miniature form when you buy them, if they get wet, the ink from the outside covers seeps through to the pages. Whereas with just like the spirals, where there's spirals at the top and you flip it open that way, mm -hmm. from my experience, those do not leak or, or spread when there's rain. Okay? That's, that's good to know. That's good wisdom. It is. Composition books leave me upset. Good. They remind me of when I was in elementary school. Yeah. Because for first through fourth grade, I went to what it was called a CTA. Uh, it was Chandler Traditional Academy, mm -hmm. and it was the public school district's attempt to make a private school. And so everyone uh, wore uniforms, and it was really strict. And it, you walked in lines. You didn't talk. Good. It was, it was crazy. It was messed up. I know. How dare they have you walk in lines? It, it was messed up. Let me tell you, JC. It was, it was like an obnoxiously strict school. Do you think walking in lines is a thing other schools don't do? No, but like everything was in a line. Yeah, that's what schools are, oh, so they don't lose their kids. It was terrible, Jason. Every time you're outside of your classroom, at, at, my, at Leon Springs Elementary, you are in a line. I got to tell you, JC, it was strict. It was messed up. Like, what you could do in the line was strict. Also that. Okay. Uh, depending on the <laughs> class. You... Hold on. Has Steven told you his story about in middle school when he was in line one time? I don't know. He was in line. I think it was like I don't, in like the reading hallway or something like that. But he had like his middle finger in his pocket. <laughs> And I don't know why, but he saw a teacher walk by, and for whatever reason, he got really he felt really guilty because he thought the teacher knew he had his middle finger in his pocket. I'm so, uh, just okay. You can continue. It was really something. I've told you this already, but uh, when I was in elementary school, I only got sent to the principal's office one time, and it was because the guy next to me was talking during lunch. Fuck him. Because during lunch, there were specific times where you were allowed to talk. Did you have the stoplight? Where you couldn't. Uh, I don't think it was a stoplight, but Damn we it. did have like a color-coded system. Okay. Um, but 
during the time when we weren't supposed to be talking, he was whispering to me. And so I got sent to the principal's office for that. It was really messed up. That is messed up. Um, but one of the, th- the, the like strict rules was you weren't allowed spiraled notebooks in that school. That's Everything fucked. had to be done in composition notebooks. Is it because you could kill somebody with the spiral? I have no idea why. Huh. Even now, I, I just don't understand it. That's very weird. Just like, like personal preference. In the later years, like once you got into like the like third or fourth grade, then you could use spiral notebooks, but it would be like go. you can use spiral notebooks for this subject. Yeah. Not for other subjects. That's odd. If you were doing grammar, English type of stuff, you had to do it in a composition notebook. I w- maybe there's Math something. Math was in composition notebooks. Science, I could do a spiral. Yeah. No, but I mean, there were classes where they required a composition because I never used composition books mm-hmm. unless I had to. Like, right, I had classes yeah. that required composition books. And I think it's just because of how they're formatted, you know? Mm-hmm. Which, so I don't think that's super unheard of either to have like specific classes require compositions. But it's weird if I've your whole it. grade is. Yeah. My whole grade for, I think, both first and second was yeah. done in composition books. But also, first and second, I didn't have like different classes. You know, it wasn't that wasn't until like fourth, like, fifth grade. Yeah, fourth. That's what I'm saying. So once it was like third, fourth grade mm-hmm. and there were different subjects that you were doing, then they were like, OK, for science, you can use a spiral notebook. I see. I see. I see. It's very weird. Very weird school. But you, you were in elementary school before that one, right? Um, Kind of. I went to kindergarten and at a different elementary school. And in your kindergarten, they didn't have you line up. They kind of did, but it wasn't. It's not like just lining up. It is you line up in a straight line. You face forward. You have your hands behind your back, and you don't talk. And behind then, your back is weird. It was. It was a very strict school. Yeah, you weren't. You could have them uh, behind your back, or uh, you could have them at your side. In your pockets with the middle finger hanging. You could not be. In oh your shit! Absolutely not in your pockets. They would know. They. It was typically you had to have your hands uh, behind your back. Okay. Okay. This makes sense. This makes sense. But that was the life changing moment. Grayson was learning to simply write down my homework. Um. Oh, and then you haven't solved all the problems, unfortunately. I'll try harder. Because the, the one compulsion I still have, and you've, I think, called me out on this before, is I'll sip my straw a certain number of times before it yeah, feels it's right. Up. I think the number is five. But if the fifth one doesn't feel right, I'll keep going until it does. You know. Yeah. It's just it's crazy looking. Crazy looking? Yeah. No, but it just it wouldn't feel right otherwise. It's like because like the way you do it is it's like a bird pecking at their food, but you're doing it with a straw. I don't yeah, cuz I take the straw out of my mouth every yes, time. Yes, fully out of your mouth and then like you'll even lean back a little bit between the sips. So it's Yes. You need the <laughs> suction. <laughs> the suction is part of what feels like what makes it a complete suck. I don't know, man. <laughs> It's crazy looking, JC. It's just how it is. It should be done. No. Yeah. I feel like that increases your probability of like backwash. It's my backwash. Who gives a fuck? I mean, even still, it's just kind of gross. I mean, if I'm gonna share a drink with someone, I, it's I don't care. Like, if if I'm sharing a drink with someone, it's gonna be like my immediately fa- immediate family or a close friend. So if I drink their backwash, who gives a shit? You know? I mean, I don't even want to drink my own backwash. I don't care if I, I don't like, see I don't, chunks of my drink ever. <gasps> Fuck, Grayson. I forgot to bring you the Fago I had left over. I have like five sips left. That's so messed up. It's the flattest soda ever at the moment. <laughs> I can't believe you actually saved some. It actually tastes not very good anymore. Oh, it, but no. I will tell guys, I, when I was in Kentucky for the music festival last weekend, I found the firework Fago at a gas station. This gas station also had gambling. This gas. <laughs> 
this gas station had five or six slot machines, and at 7 a.m., they were all occupied. So <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm. And they also had a massive selection of Fago. One of them was clear. It was firework. And, of course, if you haven't listened to the Fago episode of Boy Oh Boy, this is the flavor of soda that tastes like those red, white, and blue push pops. Not push pops, but those red, white, and blue popsicles, you know? And, Grayson, I heard that it tastes like the popsicle. The popsicle is on the wrapper, and I was prepared for it to taste kind of like it. It tastes like you're eating one. <laughs> it is – like, it's it's – and I was—I don't even like those popsicles that much. Uh-huh. I don't like soda that much. But I was like, if if I had access to this, I would probably buy this. It was like good. Wow. Yeah, and not as good a week old and kind of very flat, you right. know. Yeah. But still, like, it's it's quite good. I wish you could have one. I feel like at this point, it's—I will probably order them on Amazon, <laughs> and then they will be fresh for you to try. This is very exciting. And I'm so excited, too, because the, the soda is clear. So uh-huh. once I do finish the bottle, I feel like you won't want it two weeks old, so I probably won't save it till next podcast. That's fair. Um, but I, what I can do is once it's empty is I can fill it up with water, and then I'll put it next to my RC Cola I have on display in my kitchen. Um, and it'll look like it's still full. You know? You're a weird guy, Jason. What do you mean? Just a very weird guy. How? You don't have an RC Cola on display? No. It's to commemorate New Year's with Steven and Hans. That's really nice. At the Moon Pie Drop. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I might have a like a Coca-Cola on display somewhere, though. That's or my lame. brother does. That's lame. Oh, okay. Kind of lame. My, my parents have a Coca-Cola on display, too. It's in a glass bottle from, like, the 70s. And it's just, it's I guess because our last name's Cola, but, like... No one cares. Uh, it, the one I I still have my Coke bottle, but I don't have it on display. I have no idea where it is. No, it's uh like a commemorative one from the world of Coke. I also from the world of Coke. This is so exciting. I have a commemorative one from Six Flags Great Adventure because they had a machine where you would put in your name. It was you know I went back when Coke had like the names on all the cans. Mm-hmm. It was that, but you could print your own name on a mini can. And believe it or not, JC apostrophe was not available in stores. Mm-hmm. So I was able to make my own at Six Flags. Wow. I know. I don't know where that is. It's somewhere. And what I'm pissed off about, Grayson, is I don't know. I don't think you ever had the chance to use it because you didn't come to my house very often ever. Um, But my family for forever has had this massive set of glasses that are just they're, – they're pretty tall. And they have the McDonald's logo engraved on them. Okay. And I think my mom just, like, she would go and, like, take one from McDonald's every time she went, like, when she was, like, in her early 20s. And so we had this massive collection of, like, not, like, cups from McDonald's, but, like, glasses, you know? And those were just, that was our family's set of glasses. And I did not know McDonald's ever had glasses. Yeah. Well, that's I don't know if the story is completely accurate. I, they got them, but I don't think it was through, like, the most moral of means, you know? But we had a ton of them, okay. like upwards of twenty. Uh huh. And I was I, w- I was wondering when I was just home like a couple weekends ago, like if I could take one back with me just to have at my apartment, you know, because these are the the McDonald's cuffs. Right. And I, I asked about it, and my mom looked at me and she was like, "JC, we haven't had those for years. <gasps> she sold them in a garage sale." That's so sad. It's so fucked up. I don't. Th- how will I ever be able to find another cup like that? Another glass like that. That is actually really sad. It is a little sad. You know what I've been using for cups lately? Not a McDonald's glass? No, I've been using jars. 
like like mason jars. Yeah. But they're the the jars that are uh, empty because they had moonshine in, in them, and then I drank the moonshine, and now I have jars. Yeah. But they're really nice because they got like just a nice little twist on lids. I was they're to really say, good those lids size. gross me out. Which lids? Mason jar lids. It's not like an actual mason jar lid where it's like the piece and then the ring. Okay. It's just a, like a twist on. Okay. Lid. Okay, that's better. Um, but it's it's great. It's like a perfect size. I really like it. I'm in living the dream. I'm a really big fan of jars. Yeah. You should consider a hospital stay at Baylor Scott and White because uh, <laughs> then you can get three massive drinking cups. Uh, and this has been what I've been using since June. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then when it does go bad, like when the cup breaks, when the cup gets lost, whatever happens to it. Simply I have another heart attack. Two more as backups and then I can have a heart attack. Yeah. You know, so we got some. We got are they some plastic time. cups though? They are, but it's a very, like it's, they're very good, sturdy cups. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a very thick plastic I don't know. I like I like my glass, my glass jars. I wouldn't trust myself to carry around glass everywhere in my apartment, you know? I feel like I trust myself. Also, a straw is so much more convenient as just like you're drinking. I got a straw. A metal straw, Grayson? A metal reusable straw. Don't you know and the story about the lady? It's collapsible. Who, thank God. I was going to say the story of the lady who tripped outside her apartment in New York drinking out of a metal straw, and it impaled her in the eye, and she died. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That was kind of stupid of her. Yeah. Well, she tripped. It's not her fault. It's still kind of stupid of her. She was so close to her apartment, too. No, but this one's collapsible, so I'm good. You could still be stabbed, but probably not fatally. Also, like, if I have it in my jar, it only, like, reaches up above the jar, like, an inch or so? Inch or so? Like, inch and a half, maybe two inches? Oh, if it's completely collapsed, you mean? No, no, no. If it's in the jar... Yeah? The top part of the straw only sticks out maybe two inches, most. That's a big-ass fucking jar. It's a big jar, but it's I also I was picturing not a-, a mason jar, like you said. Those are small. Those are, like, the size of a mug. No, no, it's bigger than that. Oh. I thought mason jars were tiny. No, mason like, jars are come in all different sizes. That big? They come in a bunch of sizes. I apologize. That makes a little more sense then. I was also thinking it was an un- inefficient way of drinking, but this makes more sense. I apologize, Grayson. Big I do apologize. Jar. But it doesn't even stick out that much, so like, I don't know. It's not like it's going to go that deep, and it also has like a little rubber thing at the end, so yeah. cushion the blow. All around, great metal straw. But you could drop it. The glass of the mason jar shatters. The straw is still vertical, and then it goes into your eye. That is such a freak incident that I'm just going to accept that risk. Okay. Yeah. Don't come crying when you. Worst case scenario, I get an eye patch, and then I get to look like my favorite politician, (laughs) Dan Crenshaw. (laughs) That is exciting. That is an exciting prospect, Grayson. Is he running for anything, or is he an elected official at the moment? I believe he's still elected. Good for him, I guess. He had a book come out, and the book was not well received. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. This is all I remember about him. It's so weird. Political figures are like somehow, unless you're like a Ted Cruz or a president, you know, are such fleeting people, you know? Maybe political commentators are the fleeting people. Like, where did Milo go? You know? And the Dan Crenshaw guy, like, I feel like I heard about him all the time a few years ago. Now he's just. Well, nowhere. what happened to Milo is he got banned off of a bunch of social media and so he lost all of his influence. Yeah, but like. Now he's a intern for Marjorie Taylor Greene or something, an unpaid intern for her. It's like, what's he doing? You know, he could figure something else out. Marjorie Taylor Greene, man. She's such a messed up lady. Did, was it real, the clip of that people were spreading online of her apparently auditioning for American Idol, like back in 2004? I don't know, but I could believe it. It was very bad. Like, she was refusing to leave once the they told her that she wasn't going to Hollywood. Like, she was upset by their decision and saying she's not a good singer. And I like, could believe it. So she, like, stood there being like, okay, so, like, 
like waiting for him to give her a gold ticket. And then they didn't, they didn't. And so she was pissed and she left. And then Ryan Seacrest talked to her and she got even more pissed. And so she went back inside where the hosts were and the hosts were like, you better tell me you have a twin sister. And then they were like, no, I'm here for my golden ticket. Am I going to Hollywood? And then they got upset. And then I think she had to be forcibly removed. But people said it looked uncannily like Marjorie Taylor Greene. Wait, so it looked like her or it was her? Well, people are saying it was her, but there's no proof of that aside from it looking exactly like her. Mm. Which is Did she not have to say her name? It was a stage name that she gave. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is, it's just tough. How are we supposed to know? Who knows? Who knows? Marjorie knows. Lauren Boebert. That's another one like Marjorie Taylor Greene. I don't even know who that is. Just terrible. Just the worst. No clue. Politicians, man. When are they adding AOC to Fortnite? That's a great question. <laughs> Thank you. I would get the AOC skin. I mean, everyone would. Oh my god. No doubt That'd about so- it. Who would they add though? Because they'd have to keep it balanced. Who would they add? Why would they the have Republic? to keep it balanced? They have to. You know what Republican would they add to Fortnite? Dan Crenshaw. Dan Dan Crenshaw and AOC <laughs> pack. That'd be very fun. That'd be great. Damn. Because <laughs> Dan Crenshaw would actually be like semi fitting. Because the man was in the military. You know. But AOC, that would be so funny. She'd be sick. I, I want that so bad now. We could campaign for it, man. Maybe we're, we're struggling for like a purpose in life aside from the cottage in the woods. How about this be your side quest? This be my side quest? You become an executive for Fortnite and Epic Games, and you put AOC in that game. Even if it's 50 years from now, you AOC know? AOC and Dan Crenshaw. Mm-hmm. It's necessary. Man. It is necessary. Grayson. I think we can probably start wrapping up the podcast. Unless That's we have crazy. many other topics, uh, which, I mean, one of my topics is that Steven has now multiple times on the TikToks for our podcast, uh, following Lucha, edited me to, I, to, to in, in a way that compares me to a horse, you know? <laughs> like, one time it had a horse neighing over my laugh, and then another time... It had a horse neighing just as I shook my head and made a sound. <laughs> and I don't, do I, do I make people think of a horse when they look at me? I've never looked at you and thought of a horse, but apparently Stephen does. <laughs> I guess so. I, I didn't know if this was a common thing or if this is Stephen specific. So yeah, I think it's Stephen specific, but it's very funny. <laughs> that he thinks I'm a horse person? Well, just that he thinks it is so obvious that he can edit it and people will get the joke. That I, that I remind people of a horse is the right, joke. Right, yeah. Okay. Do you think other people might agree with him? No. Okay. This okay. Which is why it's just a Stephen joke. <laughs> but when I see it happen, I think to myself, maybe I am like a horse. You're not though. But maybe I am. You just haven't seen the videos. It's true. Maybe after I see the videos, I'd be like, "Wow, Stephen was onto something." Mm-hmm. JC the so. horse. I think so. Which, speaking of seeing videos, Grayson. Huh. Last. Speaking of seeing videos. Mm-hmm. Last night I was at the movie theater. Okay. Myself and dear sweet Brandy went to the movie theater. Something just flew off your straw. That was disgusting. Like a white piece flew off your straw over your head. I don't know what it was, but I saw it. I choose to believe you imagined that. Okay. We went to the movie theater because yesterday was the film debut of Harry Styles' Don't Worry Darling, which was supposed to be very bad. Okay, everything on the internet said this is bad. The mm-hmm. clips on Twitter of Harry Styles acting was very bad. And so I went in with the lowest expectations ever in my life. And the movie was actually not that bad. It, this is my takeaway. 
because i had no clue i thought it was just gonna be like some like romance like rom not rom-com but like some drama and it was not it was like a a very dark like sci-fi world it was very weird isn't that the one where they fired shia labeouf i think he was supposed to be harry styles before harry styles that makes sense yeah this adds up harry styles in the role works i think better than shia labeouf would have I don't know. Shia LaBeouf is great in everything. Shia LaBeouf is kind of great in everything. But you know what? It's better because this lets Shia do his own solo projects where he has more creative uh, control. So Like it works going out. and playing a Catholic priest where in researching the role he has converted to Catholicism. Has he actually? Yes. Good for Shia. Honestly, He found yeah. God, man. That's all we can ask, you know? Yeah. Have you? Did you ever see his Peanut Butter Falcon movie? No. It was so sweet. It's so good. Do you know what that movie is? I've heard of it. He, where he, he goes on a uh, adventure with a boy with Down syndrome whose dream is to become a professional wrestler. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. That's um, very nice. But it was, yeah, it was a very nice movie. But this movie was not very nice. I assume you don't care if I spoil Don't Worry Darling for you. Not at all. Okay. The, it's so fucking weird, Grayson. You don't find out. The whole movie is like just very strange, just like weird fantasy world where... There are all these wives who look like they're living in the 70s, and but they're all in like this cul-de-sac together, but there are a bunch of cul-de-sacs, and they like wave their husbands off to work every morning, and the husbands race off in these vintage cars to a mountain in the middle of nowhere, and you never see them during the day until they come back in the evening, and then the ladies are just living this like life of luxury, you know? Mm-hmm. And then one of the women starts going crazy, and she commits suicide on top of her roof, and then the main character, Florence Pugh, who is Harry Styles' wife, starts having like these these flashes and like all these like weird images and bad dreams, and her life becomes like very very weird, and everyone thinks she's crazy. And then what it ends up being, the whole like plot reveal at the end, is that Harry Styles is this nerd in real life. Okay, Harry Styles has like the greasiest. It was insane. I didn't know who the man could look like it. He had the greasy hair, big glasses on, and he was, like, all emaciated. He looked disgusting, you know? But this was just, like, him in real life. And he had a a wife, Florence Pugh, in real life as well, who was a doctor. But she spent all her time at work, and Harry Styles was upset about that because he didn't get to spend enough time with his wife, which is all he wanted to do. And so he was really into, like, conspiracy theories and Alex Jones. And so in that world of like being online and not an incel because he had a wife, but basically that same kind of thing. He heard about how you could lock yourself into this made up reality um, with you and your partner where you're both like strapped into a bed and you exist in this fantasy world. But in order to pay for them to continue living in the fantasy world, when he goes off to work every day in the, the fantasy, he's entering back into the real world and he has to do real world work. And then he can re-enter the fantasy, but the wife will get to stay in the fantasy world the entire time. The problem here is that they don't tell the wives that they're doing it. They just enter them into the fantasy world without their consent. <laughs> does any of this make any sense? It does, and I feel like I I know about a movie that is extremely similar to that. Yeah. It just it struck it took me out of or hit me out of I don't know what the phrase I'm looking for is. It was surprising because again, I thought this was just gonna be a regular movie. <laughs> it hit it hit me, it it struck me, it it took me. There's the word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it took me by surprise. And I, it, yeah, I think that was maybe it. Maybe just the fact that it swerved me so much is why I wasn't so down on it. Mm-hmm. Like now that I know what the, the genre is, maybe it wouldn't be as enjoyable of an experience. 
but in the theater watching it, it was like, what the, what, what, what's happening? You know, I think I know about a movie that's like that. Cause I think I saw a TikTok movie like, <gasps> oh my goodness, not reviews, but summaries. You know what I'm talking about? Steven talks about them all yeah. the time. I hate them so much, but sometimes you, they just keep showing up in your feed uh-huh. and then over time, because they keep showing up and it's the different parts of them. You can slowly put together the movie, but I think there was a movie. That was kind of similar to that, where it was like the weird 60s, 70s, perfect life type of suburbia vibe. I don't know. But like, because it's it's just the thought experiment you learn about in like philosophy 101, the the pleasure machine or whatever, Uh where it's it's that. But these women weren't given the option. They're forced into it. Mm -hmm. And then... I guess they don't like it. Like if, if if I am Florence Pugh in this situation and I start realizing my husband entered me into this simulation without my consent, but now instead of having to be a doctor that works all the time, I get to be a, a wife that shops and just enjoys life and has friends and sees her husband. Uh, like I, I don't want to say like she wasn't the victim there because she clearly was. She didn't get to make an informed decision. But I'd be like, oh shit, you tricked me. But this is pretty good. You like know? she was a victim. But in the best way possible. Yeah. Also, if the women die in the simulation, they're fine. Like, they can go back to real life. If the men die in the simulation, they die for real. And Florence Pugh accidentally murders Harry Styles by smashing a glass over his head in the simulation, um, which is tough. That's messed up. Rest in peace, Harry. Yeah. Um, So I don't. I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't have caused such a ruckus. I would have been like, this was shitty that you did without asking, but I probably would have said yes if you asked, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know really w- what the message of the movie was. Don't force women to be housewives unless they want to be. <laughs> I don't, maybe I'm just not with it. You know, I'm not deep enough to understand the Harry Styles movie. Maybe. Yeah. I was also in a theater full of, teenage girls that love harry styles not Mm -hmm. even like people our age that love harry styles and whenever harry styles's character would make a joke they would all laugh but like it wasn't like when you're supposed to laugh in a movie you know it's like like a a witty thing that a character says not like laugh out loud you know Uh but it was laugh out loud for them right and i will admit it i agreed with the laughing when they showed him in real life like the the version of Harry Styles that entered his wife without her consent into the dream, because he looked fucked, man. Like not like Harry Styles. Poor guy. <laughs> yeah, it was it was very unfortunate. But that was don't worry, darling. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. What else is on the list? <laughs> <laughs> tummy hurt. We already got to that. Oh yeah, tummy still hurting. Emmy, we date. Oh yeah. We talked about it before the podcast, which is probably why I did not ask. But is are there any additional details? Because you do have a date set up with MeWe officially. Last week it was all us convincing you to go on a date with MeWe. Now you are officially going on one with her, but it's mm-hmm. been delayed. I hear. Yes, it was originally going to be tomorrow. Um, and then I, I asked her like, okay, so like what time? And then she didn't answer me for like a day, and I was like, man, you know what? Whatever. No. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna move on. Yeah. And then she messaged me. And was like, hi, sorry, I didn't say anything. I, I, I had better things to do. <laughs> I had better things to do, and I don't care. <laughs> Goodbye forever. No, she said, I had a fever and went to sleep, and I've been asleep for like 12 hours. No. Um, I believe her. I also believe yeah. her. Yeah. Like, like, for a couple of reasons. Firstly, this girl is constantly online. Yeah. And 
I don't think she was online at all for that whole period of time. So the idea that she didn't respond because she just literally was not online and was asleep yeah. adds up. It checks out. I could believe it. I don't think she could have stayed away from the internet otherwise. Mm-hmm. And um, then if the excuse was, oh, I was doing stuff in real life, you would have been happy for her. You know, you wouldn't have been resentful. You would have been like, yes, yeah, that's good. You that's should be doing this positive things. thing. Um, but she basically was like, I had a fever. I don't want to get you sick. If I'm not feeling better by the night, I probably have to like postpone. No. Oh, she gave you advance warnings. That's good. It wasn't like, hey, I'm sick. I can't do it. It was like, hey, I'm sick. I might not be able to do it. Well, this was all one message. I just took it. I chose to take it as I'm sick. I won't be able. Oh, to OK. So because she like, still might be able to. I mean, theoretically, but, you know, if you're if you're in a position where you're sending it the night before and you're not sure, you're probably sure. And it yeah. probably makes the most sense to just postpone. This is fair. At least that's my thought process. I don't know. I agree with my original thought. That is, you just tell her you have an ulcer and that it's fine. You, you're you also sick. It'll be okay. You understand an ulcer <laughs> is not contagious, right? It's the same thing, you I'm know? I'm not sick. My stomach is eating itself. Yeah, so, I mean, we might have the same problem at the moment. Maybe. So I think... Um, just, but then she said that she would be in the area anyways uh, for work on Monday. She also offered other days, but I figured Monday because this was the soonest. Woo. And so maybe Monday. Let's go. This is not too far away. This is not so too far away. away at all. I already oh. had to wait a week, JC. This is so messed up. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, also, back to Don't Worry Darling for just a second. The whole movie is so like non-sexual, right? Mm-hmm. Except for like the first five minutes where Harry Styles gets home from work and just eats her out on the kitchen table. Like, for no, it doesn't match the rest of the movie, you know? That's nice. But like, it, but it was like re- like a real graphic scene, just right up front. And I was like, I I feel like there are going to be a lot of teenagers watching this movie. Why are we doing this? You yeah, know? It's a little weird. Yeah. Okay. But <laughs> your date with Emmy Wee. Um, is postponed. It is. That's sad. Do you have plans? Um, she told me that she doesn't like eating with people until she's comfortable with them. Hmm. So I can't do dinner. Okay. Um, it'll probably be getting coffee. And then, I don't know, watch a movie or something. I. This is exciting. It's hard to think of something that isn't food related. What coffee are you going to get? I mean, she's already in the area. There's Merit Coffee right there, and then Mandela serves coffee. And Mandela Coffee, coffee is not good. where you should go. Merit Coffee is not that good. I don't like Merit Coffee either, mm-hmm. but like, it's an option. I guess so. But I think that's actually like a killer strategy from her of being like, oh, I don't feel comfortable eating in front of people because it forces the guy to get creative, you know? I don't want to be creative. No, but they probably want – she probably wants you to be creative, you know? I got that smart. It's smart. Take her to see Don't Worry Darling. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm going to do that. Why not? I think a first date is always best in a big theater where you cannot speak to each other. Right, yeah. Yeah. No, well, I'll probably it's, pass. Okay. If we watch a movie, I'm putting up the projector and I'm playing the movie in here. Don't Worry Darling? Not Don't Worry Darling. Are you sure? Because the girl in front of us at the movie theater was recording the whole thing on her phone. So <laughs> I can see if I can get you a copy. That's very kind of you. Yeah. What's more upsetting is I still haven't met Brandy. Why? Because I barely meet Brandy. Just wait until she's so like up. done with school and she's like in Austin all or in Bastrop all the time, and then, then the effort can be made. It's so messed up. Not at the moment, I'm I gonna don't wait think it's very six possible. years. She's gonna be in school for six more years. She will. She will. She's getting her doctorate in art. <laughs> so <laughs> it's tough. It's tough, Grayson. Imagine having a doctorate in art. I think you. I think I've told you about this. I've always wanted to have a doctorate in demonology. You have mentioned this before. Go for it. What the fuck else are you doing? That's a great point. Yeah, I don't see why not. 
do it all like full sale university, you know, like. Well, I feel like you have to go to a specialized institution because mm. who in their right mind? You mean full sale probably doesn't have a doctorate in demonology. That's a fair point. I just feel like that's such an incredible credential. Is demonology would a Christian school have that, or would they be very opposed to having that? No, no, no. A they would have, would have that, right? But it would have to be like some specific, like not every theological seminary is going to offer demonology. It. it would have to probably be either a Catholic or an Orthodox seminary. Which would require me to sign up for the priesthood, the most likely. Good. Which I don't want to do. Oh. Um, in addition to that, they would actually take it seriously. And I don't want to have a doctorate in demonology. Seriously, I want to have it so I can stick it on a resume. And they ask, you have a doctorate in demonology? I'm like, yes. You should have gotten your doctorate in demonology during COVID. Then the classes wouldn't have been serious. Honestly, true. You missed out? I really did. You mi- There's probably a school online that offers demonology. Yeah, maybe. But like... I don't want it to be like the University of Phoenix doctrine in demonology. Listen. If it doesn't have a saint as the name of the institution, it doesn't count. We're just doing it for the novelty. We're doing it for the shock value. Let's just lie. <laughs> Let's just say you have the doctorate, okay? Who cares? I don't want to lie like that, JC. Who's going to check? That's a great point. Who's going to... Well, what job are you applying for where it is relevant and they will verify your doctorate in demonology? Listen, I don't care if it's relevant. I'm sticking on every resume. If Even I the ones of the American government? Yes. <laughs> Good. Every Rightfully time. So. No doubt. Rightfully so, Grayson. What happened to Ghost Show? We'll do it after I get my doctorate. Oh, okay. Good, 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 good. Then you'll be an informed source on... Exactly. The ghosts. But also... Uh, We'll do it after I get my license, because then okay. I can actually like meet you places and stuff. This makes sense. This makes sense. And we can pick up Steven. <laughs> and we can pick up Steven. Steven needs to just fucking drive. Steven needs to... I don't like driving long distances. I didn't either. But then I did, and long distances are so much better than short distances. You know? It feels worthwhile that way. Worthwhile? Yeah. In what sense? Well, because like a short distance, it's like, man, I was just in my car, and now I'm already out of it. I guess. But if you go along with it, it's like, okay, so I'm getting in the car and I'm going somewhere. Yeah, I guess so. I I mean more so because you're just on the highway the whole time. And I feel like I'm less likely to get into an accident on the highway than I am on a road with like stoplights and stop signs, as you've witnessed. I don't know if you noticed when I did it, JC, but probably like 20, 25 seconds ago at this point. Yes. I reached up to scratch my ear and the way I like did it bumped my arm here and then my mic went whoop right into my mouth no not into your (laughs) mouth that's devastating that's so unprofessional of you we've been hosting a podcast for 100 and 252 weeks you shouldn't be shoving your microphone in your mouth anymore it's true that's embarrassing i don't feel comfortable continuing this episode i'm gonna be honest (gasps) i think we should end it no oh because we didn't talk about the sarah amelia's message Oh, boy, this is a topic. Listen. We're 1.30 in. It's okay. It's worth it. Because what the heck is this mess? Are we going to have time for food, Grayson? Are you even hungry, Grayson? I'm starving. I am too. We'll go fast. We'll go over it really fast. But oh my goodness, this message is so stinking weird. So after the last podcast episode, the plan was not to ask out Emmy. Yes. That was the plan. Because it's like... Kind of. It was like, I don't think I'm going to. But you were still open to it a little bit. It's true. Yeah. Um, which by the way, did she ask you out or did you ask her out for this date? That's a complicated question. Okay. Because, okay, we'll get into that. Okay. 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 Um, at one point, sometime after the podcast, I messaged Sarah Emilius and I said, when are we playing Monopoly? 
I think no, here it is. Literally, when are we playing Monopoly? Literally, literally. Um, and then Sarah Amelia said, "When you leave Emmy alone." And I said, "Sarah, this whole Emmy thing, this is such old news." Because I was ready to move on from the bit. The bit had been run dry. It the was bit over. that you love Emmy. Yes. Okay. The bit was over. The what bit, bit? Was done. I don't understand. Well, the bit was that I was married to Emmy because of the 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 lover host. Okay, so you can still love her, but you're just not legally married. Correct. Okay. Um. So I was like, Sarah Amelia, the the bit's dead. We're moving on. And Sarah says, okay, if you're done, then we can do Monopoly. A little bit of time goes by, a few hours. I I had been watching the Sarah Amelia stream. She ended the stream. I was in bed at this point. Boy, oh boy, the last 251 had just come out. Actually, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a half an hour before the message. Um, and then I receive uh, a message from Sarah Amelius that says, I, I don't know if I should be leaking this, but I'm going to leak it anyways. And then if Sarah is upset, then, I don't know, she can be angry with me. Okay. Sarah won't I just be upset. I just don't want to jeopardize the uh, Spelling Bee episode. Yeah. I could see, like, Sarah's awesome, right? And Sarah's really fun to hang out with. But I could also see Sarah holding a grudge, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I don't want her to hold a grudge against us. I really us. don't want Sarah to hold a grudge against me. I would be so hurt. That's hurtful. I said us. You said me. Which I wouldn't is like mind a if she selfish. held a grudge against you. I would well, think that's, that's actually kind of funny. That's hurtful. You think she would still be on Boy Oh Boy if she only liked one of us? Yes. Fuck. I do. That'd be sad. <laughs> it would be really funny, though. She already hates me. It's okay. Sometimes I think Sarah does hate me. I think she hates me. I thought when we recorded the episode with her, Sarah was on board with me. And then at the picnic, I was like, no, Sarah hates me. This is what I thought. Well, we'll have to find out when we get Sarah on for the Spelling Bee episode. I guess so. I guess so. I keep pestering her about that. One day. One day. One day. Point is, after a stream in the middle of the night, I'm already in bed. And then she sends me this message, which I'm going to leak right now. And it says, hi, so random message, but I know Leo said you can't ask out Emmy, but just ignore that. Lol. Do what you want. And then three exclamation points. Because if you remember last week, Ali Omar, a very close friend of Emmy Wee, the girl that you might be going out with, hopefully you're going out with. Ali Omar said that it would be cringe <laughs> if you did ask her Not out on a cringe, date. Not just cringe, very cringe. Very cringe if you asked her out on a date. I asked, Leo, would this be cringe? And then he said, very. Very. Okay. And Sarah says, don't listen to Leo, which is fair. This is what you were told last week by me as well. Yeah. I mean, I mean I'm not going to listen to Leo anyways. No. No. It's, no. But it was a very bizarre message because it was out of nowhere. And um, all but two messages prior... It was, leave Emmy alone, with three exclamation points. So quite frankly, I was a befuddled man. Yeah. You were so befuddled, in fact, you decided to send all those messages to me. But the thing is, I I had to wake up so early that morning because I was driving (laughs) back from Kentucky. So this was like... 5 a.m. or something and like that? And I was that? still awake. For, yeah, from the night I couldn't before. Sleep. This was me waking up. I'd been asleep for about four hours. I had to get up and then leave, you know? Uh-huh. And so I woke up, and the very first thing I saw were these messages. And so I was not fully awake. I was, you had no clue what was going I had on. No, I didn't know if there was, like, real drama happening because I, I had no context for the messages either. I was like, what? Why is? why are they playing Monopoly? Why am I not invited to Monopoly? What is happening? And then uh-huh. it was like the the message about uh, leaving Emmy alone. I I don't know. I was very confused by it and didn't know the tone or anything. And you seemed actually wanting like help with it. And I was confused by that. Like what what is what is he confused by? So it seemed like you were taking it seriously. So then I in my 
very unawake state decided to take it seriously and i was like i i don't i don't know i honestly don't remember how i responded i think they were some of the most confused text messages i've ever received confusing or confused both okay um the the inability on your part to grasp anything about the 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 messages sent was mind-boggling i still stand by it though because I i was not aware that there was talk of monopoly i was not aware that you were like i thought these were like out of nowhere well, but even still, the like Mm-mm. the decision to pick up on the monopoly portion well, of that. Well, it's like it, it was the whole basis for the conversation, as far as I could tell, was monopoly. What the monopoly was how the text chain started that you sent me. It's true, and so this is the basis for the rest of the conversation as you guys talking about monopoly. Sure, but I feel like the t- the topic of focus heavily shifts about halfway through. Exactly, but like, how do we get there? It's important context. Well, that was the confusing part. I don't know how we got there. Oh my god, that's what I needed help with. All of it was confusing, and I, I now with so much hindsight and me being fully awake, I think to myself, Sarah was just doing the bit, and then you were kind of doing the bit, and then she decided, okay, let, I'm also going to drop the bit, and then you were like, wait, why'd she drop the bit? <laughs> that's how I interpret it. <laughs> That's that's more accurate than your original interpretations. Yeah. So what's inaccurate about this this current interpretation? I don't know. I don't okay. know if it, I don't know if the first leave Emmy alone was part of the bit or not. Because I feel like I was the only one doing the bit, and Sarah legitimately wanted me to leave Emmy alone. No, I think it was bit. Oh, okay. Um, I point think it should be so much more formal. Like if it was like a real thing, she'd probably wouldn't. It wouldn't just be leave Emmy alone. It'd be like, hey Grayson, you're kind of weirding out Emmy. That's you know? fair. Yeah. That's fair. Point is, that message happens. Life goes on. I didn't sleep that whole night, but that was because because you were too busy thinking about. Okay. Also, that I was just obsessing over it. I, I me we take it. Yes. Me too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um. Point is, that night passes. I think two days later, because Sarah streams every other day or something like that. Mm-hmm. I was in Sarah's chat for a stream. Uh, and then I see Emmy, and uh, I, I do the little at in the chat. You know, when you, like, target someone, I go, hey. Just period. Just hey, period. Mostly to pick fun at her because she had said hey to me like that in a different stream that way. And I was like, how dare Call you? back. That was so upsetting. Oh it was God. so rude. Okay. Um, so I did it back. But then she was like, hi, hubby. And I was like, Emmy, you can't be making that bit anymore. You can't be making that joke. Sarah said we can't have that going anymore. No more hubby bit. It's unacceptable. What if you just gaslighted her and pretended not to know what the fuck she was talking about? <laughs> That'd be pretty good. Um, I was like, the bit's over. I'm so sorry. I mean, it, just, it can't go on. And she's like, that's so upsetting. Um, and no, no, she says, I'm like, what bit? I don't remember the whole context. But all of it led up to me being like, literally, then go out with me then. And she said, uh, you just never set a time. And I was like, any time. Pick a time. Anywhere, anytime. All of this still in Sarah's chat. Um, and then she messaged me on Discord and it's like, okay, but would you actually want to get coffee? So does that count as me asking her out or her asking me out? A little bit of both. I That's say it's I'm more saying. on her though, because she, if it weren't for her reaching out, there would be no date. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I say. And she's now m- I just feel bad that she asked you out. Yeah. Why? Well, because I just assumed she wasn't interested, so I didn't ask her out. Yeah, but I fucking told you for an hour last week about how she is obviously interested. Yeah, I don't know how you got that one. I feel like you just lucked into being right in that sense. I really feel like I didn't. When a girl picks you to win her dating show, 
there's generally a clue or two. I mean, she was required to pick somebody. And then decides to go out of her way to hang out with you after the dating show as well. I mean, she didn't really go out of her way. We just she played, did. We just played Valorant mostly. Yeah. And that's then out of talked her way. for like three hours. She could have done other stuff for those three plus hours. It's true. Yeah. So I don't feel like this is luck. Um, I think you I'll take it, it either way. If it is luck, fuck. I'll, yeah, I'll I take what I can get. It. But I don't think so. I don't think so. But Grayson, this and is the saga. And then she made a whole stinking week of time between then and then the coffee day. And then she postponed it. It'll be okay. It's so messed up. It will be okay. She's making you wait forever. It will be Frankly, okay. I'm furious. Grayson, you sent me a... Okay, Guys, this is going to be a long-ass podcast. <laughs> On TikTok the other day, Grayson sent me a video of some guy in, like, a, a coat and a tie. It's a TikToker. I think his name on TikTok is The Punchable Jerk, and he just does a bunch of characters that are designed to be cringe, and he's so good at it. Yeah. He's, I hate the man because he's so good at it. And one of his characters that is cringy is, like, an overly nice, overly accommodating guy on a date, you know, who's like, Pulling up the chair for the girl. And the like, joke is you go on a date with a guy raised by his grandparents. Okay, okay, okay. This is it. This is it. And then he's, yes, very, very nice, but to a concerning level. And then Grayson's like, JC, am I doing something wrong? This is how I behave on all of my dates. <laughs> and the thing is, and I responded like, Grayson, I think I'm a bad friend, but I believe you. <laughs> Which, like, how, you... There are elements of that, I'm sure, in how you behave on dates, are there not? Oh, for sure. Yeah. But it's not like that, JC, no. A little bit, maybe? Maybe a little bit. Did you seek out the... I told you, Grayson, I just realized what this video reminds me of. It is every guy on Love on the Spectrum. Um, Oh, I saw what you had linked on there. Like, I, I... copy the link yeah you can't, like click the link to go to youtube i copy the link went in google and i saw it was a love on the spectrum thing and then i say you know what for my own sake i'm not gonna watch this just that one character not character one person michael <laughs> not character no those are real people Jesus. i guess so but michael he, he's wonderful he's like the kindest dude ever he's he's like the protagonist of the uk version but he that it's him yeah i wouldn't be surprised if the guy who made the video based it off of michael and like took That's his really mannerisms nice. because he's just like He's been told this is how you behave in romantic situations. And so he does it exactly according to that, if that makes sense. That's you know? so nice. Uh-huh. It is very nice. It is very nice. I don't think he found his love on the spectrum, though. Oh, no. Which is sad. Oh, poor guy. It's a little sad. But Grayson. JC. I think now it's time for us to wrap up, unless you have any other topics. No, I already linked my Sarah Emilia's DMs. You really did. That was gross of you to do. I hope she likes me more now. I hope so, too. I hope that she likes you more so that we can get her on to the Spelling Bee episode. Let's go. We got to schedule it, man. I feel so bad, but the only way I can get a response from her is if I call her out in her chat. Oh, that's... But I kind of get it, though, because I imagine she gets a lot of messages from guys just, like, on her Instagram and her Twitter, you know? But I messaged her on Discord. Oh, yeah. I don't... You should probably get a response there. She Maybe. also has my phone number, but has chosen not to text me. So I don't have her phone number, so I can't text her about no, the details either. No, that's so sad. Frankly, Sarah Emilius is trying to avoid us. And it's I get so it. Messed up. If I'm Sarah Emilius, I'm keeping a healthy distance between me and everyone else in my life. You know? <laughs> it's just, it's how you have to be, unfortunately. I get it. I get it. I don't. Oh. Well, we need the spelling bee, Grayson. We do. We do. We do. But we'll figure it out. Sarah will be on again. 
We will be on again next week with Boy Oh Boy. But until then, goodbye, everybody. Adios. <laughs>